0: You're listening to ADHD Diversified, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, MJ, a Canadian-born Asian with ADHD. Here on ADHD Diversified, we're not just sharing stories, we're diversifying the voices, the experiences, and the way we share those stories. We know ADHD is not defined by skin color, ethnic background, or where we are on the globe. But how we navigate with our ADHD, if it gets recognized at all, can be determined by our environments, upbringing, and culture, especially in underrepresented communities. It's not just about awareness, it's about opening the conversation and turning awareness into acceptance. Because, no matter who we are or where we are from, we are all allowed to ADHD in the unique ways that we do. So, if you have ADHD and you're wondering where you fit in, you're in the right place. Find out more on our website at ADHDdiversified.ca Anyway, transitions are hard, so enough with the intro and let's jump in. One of my more obvious ADHD traits, especially if I forget to take my ADHD medication, is that I am someone who cannot sit still. Ever. Are you a fidgety person? Because I certainly am. And I don't mean like, like I don't nervously shake my leg, but I'm always like twirling pens or moving stuff around on my desk, or I'm always switching sitting positions just to get comfortable... I'm pretty sure I've switched sitting positions like three times already and I'm not even 30 seconds in. Anyway, I've got to be moving or doing something, or at the very least, I need to have a pen or something in my hand, and particularly if there's something I need to pay attention to. No, not while driving, I'm talking about conversations or things that we need to watch or listen to, like an online class or a lecture or a group discussion. So whether I'm like taking notes or crocheting or playing with my hair, I actually have trichotillomania, which is a hair pulling disorder. So there's that. Um, Where was I going? Right. So like if I'm like twirling a pen, which can also be kind of distracting for others. uh, I also have some amazing fidgets from Fidgetland. Shout out to Fidgetland. yeah, my hands just like I have to be busy doing something like I've got to be moving. Now, this can be problematic when, say, you're in a class or in a meeting or in a group coaching call or doing a live event. Uh, not guilty. Just kidding, I totally am. But that's not to say that I don't pay attention, because I actually do, for the most part. Um, Sometimes the ADHD wins, but that's because sometimes the ADHD wins, and my fidgeting doesn't have anything to do mostly with my attention span. Well... Actually, it does, because the way I pay attention sometimes, it doesn't exactly make it look like I'm, you know, actually paying attention. As you may have heard from earlier episodes, I have combined type ADHD. Basically, when I asked the therapist like which type of ADHD I had, the answer was simply yes. Now, during this time when we're still trying to get through this pandemic... For many of us, the way we've been socializing or taking classes have mostly been virtual. You know, Zoom, FaceTime, Discord, Messenger Rooms, Skype, Uber Conference, just to name a few. Then, of course, for like screen-related entertainment, which is kind of what we've got right now, you know, we've got video and streaming services. Now, if it's a meeting, I try to be as respectful as I can and, you know, be not so obvious. Keyword being try. I mean, it's one thing for me to be crocheting or playing a phone game like solitaire, don't judge me, you know, while watching something on the big screen, it's just something I do. And I imagine probably many of you do too. So if you're like a fidgety person while watching something, then you might relate to this. So as I've continued to learn more and more about my flavor of ADHD, one thing's for sure, I've learned that there has been a reason why I could never keep still. Save for the odd meditation session, guided or not. But otherwise, it's no wonder my parents used to play the game of let's see who can sit still the longest. I'll let you guess who always lost that game. Now in classes or in coaching groups, or even if I'm the one leading a discussion, it doesn't always show that I am moving around. But the fact is, is that I'm actually very rarely sitting still. Even right now, as I'm recording, I'm like gesturing around and kind of making faces. That's kind of just what I need to do. And honestly, like, I can't even tell you how many times I've been crocheting out of sight during a virtual meeting because, you know, being at home is actually great for that. (laughs) Or, uh, okay, like back in school when I was in junior high, there were definitely instances when a teacher would like drop a book or slap a ruler on my desk because I was drawing during a lesson. But like, why? Like, that's not helpful. It's actually how I pay attention. Again, I've got to be doing something. And Like it wouldn't be beneficial anyway, because I'd usually be able to prove I was paying attention because if I ever got caught with my head down in class with a pen to paper and then like a teacher would call on me because they thought I wasn't paying attention or listening, about 90% of the time I could actually repeat what they said. Strange ADHD, isn't it? So there. Ha, teachers. I was actually listening. Mostly. I didn't, you know, I still dropped out. That doesn't matter. Anyway, now the drawing in class might make sense for some people. You know, sketch noting It might even be something you do. And that's not a bad thing, right? Like, say if you're listening to something or watching a lecture, whether like pre-lockdown or taking a class from home right now, like you might actually be drawing or actively taking notes related to what you're listening to or learning. For me that's actually helped me far better than like being forced to lock eyes with the board at the front of the classroom or the screen. Again, like this is probably most applicable to lectures and stuff, but even then, in many instances, I seriously can't just sit and stare while trying to take in information. Besides, if I see something pop up that's really important, I'll either write it down or I'll take a picture. And at the very least though, like In the past, like, I wish my teachers would have given me like a piece of Play-Doh or a keychain or something so that, you know, while I'm fidgeting, my head could at least be up to even just appear like I was paying attention instead of, you know, slamming a ruler on my desk because I was literally taking notes. Like, again, that's that's not helpful. Are you like this, too? Are you someone with ADHD who needs to be somewhat physically busy to pay attention or listen to something? Let me know on the website. So this brings me to something else that I struggle with, and I imagine others do too, is eye contact during a conversation. Yes, right now it, it is a bit harder to make real eye contact if you're having discussions through a screen, because well, to make it look like you're looking the other person in the eyes, well, for the most part, like you kind of need to take your eyes off the screen where the other person is and then look at the camera. I guess that depends on your setup, but you know what I mean. And that's still a little bit weird for me. Like, I do want to see other people's faces while I'm talking, like, look for reactions, see how people are engaging, check for quizzical brows, and like, in general, just try to read the room. I'm actually not that great at reading a room, to be honest, but I'm working on that. Anyway, the, the reason I do practice looking at the camera from time to time, though, is that I've appreciated when someone is speaking and they look at the camera, it just adds a certain level of, not not personality, I don't know what word I'm looking for, like, eh, I don't know, like, they're, they're, they see me, kind of, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense, I'll go with that. And then, for me, um... So I still work at an office and I still have to work with people in person, but I'm behind like a plexiglass uh, shield or something. And when I'm at home interacting with other people in meetings and stuff, it's actually easier for me to look up at a camera as opposed to like when I'm at work and I have to actually look somebody in the eye. I mean, I'd rather not, but I do because I have to so that, you know, the person on the other side of the counter sees that I'm talking to them. Or like I kind of cheat and then I'll like look at something almost directly behind the person that I'm talking to or like I'll look at their nose or something because then it at least kind of looks like I'm looking at them. Is that a coping mechanism thing? Somebody else fill me in on that because that's, yeah, that's what I do. Now, when it's someone else's turn to speak or if I'm listening in on a discussion, I've become very aware from watching replays or group discussions that one of the first things I do is put my head down. Kinda. Sorta. Well, my eyes look down or elsewhere. Or, you know, I'll pick up a pen or a fidget or a keychain and then I start tossing it or twirling it around. Again, I like, I try to not make it super obvious, but it does become obvious if I drop it and then I'm almost falling out of my chair to pick it up. And yeah, right. Okay, so what am I getting at here? What's the point of all of this? Well the point is after all that rambling is that if you're a fidgety person and you need to keep your hands busy while listening or talking it can look like we're not listening at all. At least I know that I've gotten the comment of like well you're not paying attention because you're not looking up and that can be really frustrating. It can appear as if we're not being fully present or in the moment and yeah just it can look like we're not paying attention but it can be easily perceived that we don't care or that we're not paying attention at all. But we do care, really, we do. Well, I do. And I think, for me anyway, one of the biggest things to distinguish is that if I'm literally twirling a pen around or if I have a fidget from Fidgetland in my hand, I actually am paying attention. I'm actually paying attention better than if I was being told to sit still and look up all the time. Besides, it's not like I'm playing a phone game or like scrolling through social media on my phone. In fact, if I'm doing something other than messing around with my phone when I am talking to someone, chances are really, really high that I'm actually listening and taking in the information that's that's being said. So if you're like me and, you know, you've gotten a lot of flack from this, like stop squirming so still that's enough. Well, fellow fidgeters, it just so happens that sometimes we really can't help but be squirmy or fidgety or whatever. We can do our best, and we can try really hard to control that part of ourselves, you know, if this applies to you, if you are fidgety. But to be honest, I'm finding that it takes way more executive function for me to try and sit still, rather than at least keeping my hands busy. Of course, pick your times, pick the right situation, and... I would encourage my fellow fidgeters to be as cognizant as possible as to the situation you're in if you're going to be fidgeting away. And I encourage you to do what works for you. Do what helps you listen. And if you need to explain what's happening before, you know, a discussion happens, and even if you aren't disclosing your ADHD, it still might be helpful to let the other person or the other party know that fidgeting helps you think. Yes, it's not just about listening. For me and for a few others I know, they've told me themselves that when they're fidgeting or doodling, you know, that keeps their hands busy and it doesn't just help them listen, but it helps them think about and process what it is they've just heard. I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty valid to me. And at least, again, you know, depending on the situation, if we can give ourselves permission to ask for what we need, and bring awareness to what we're doing and why, it just might help others understand. That always seems to be the first step, doesn't it? Bringing awareness so that others might understand. I'm not sure if this helps, but I hope it does in some way. Because if you're a squirrely person and need to fidget or sketch or whatever, at least we can let others know beforehand that yes, we care, yes, we are present, and yes, I swear I'm listening. See you next time. Hey friends, it's MJ again. We've come to the end of today's show. But if you're still here, thanks for hanging out. Head over to our website to find show notes and additional resources for today's episode. You can find all of that at ADHDdiversified.ca There, you'll also find the other podcasts on the ADHD Rewired podcast network, ADHD Rewired with Eric Tivers, ADHD Essentials with Brendan Mahan, and Hacking Your ADHD with Will Kerb. And the newest addition to the ADHD Rewired podcast family, check out the ADHD-friendly lifestyle with Moira Maiden, now available on your favorite podcast player. You can find all of us at ADHDdiversified.ca. Join me and the rest of the ADHD Rewired podcast family for a live Q&A every second Tuesday of the month. Go to ADHDrewired.com events to register. You can subscribe to ADHD Diversified on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy listening to your favorite shows. If you want to support diversity and neurodiversity, share this podcast with your friends, family, and whoever you think needs to hear our message. Who knows? Maybe someone's self-advocacy just might start here. And if you like what you hear, we'd really appreciate it if you gave us an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app where you can leave ratings and reviews. Remember, ADHD is not defined by skin color, ethnic background, or where we are on the globe. We all have a story. We all have a voice. And no matter who we are or where we are, we can come together to share our unique experiences. Let's keep the conversation going. Thanks again for being on this journey with me, and we'll talk to you in the next one.